Would you rather read the book or see the movie? Find out more on this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. Pod Squad members are going to share their thoughts, so stay tuned. Hey, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about books that have been made into movies, pros, cons. Do you like it? Do you read the book after the movie? Do you read the book before the movie? I'm Shelley Ziegler. I'm a library consultant here at MLC. And I'm Lacey Ellenwood. I'm the library development director here at MLC. And I think Shelley and I both have a unique experience when it comes to using our public library when we were kids. Books were not the first thing. They were not your jam. No, they, they weren't the first thing I was checking out when I started using my public library. Um, I was a big VHS person. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and I remember checking out um, those Playhouse Story movies that took uh, classic fairy tales and had famous actors in them and I definitely circulated that Sleeping Beauty one with Susan Sarandon many have you watched it as an adult? I'm just curious because actually it was, was Beauty and the Beast. It okay. wasn't Sleeping okay, Beauty. Let me cool. let me let me fact okay. check myself that's just okay. right now. <laughs> because they're kind of creepy. They they're are they are creepy. a little creepy, but children's fairy tales tend to well, be a bit creepy. Yes, yes, their plot lines are are bizarre. So I've been interested in books to movies and then seeing movies and then mm -hmm. reading the books pretty much since I started using my public library. So I'm really happy to come and talk about this uh, today with everybody. Well, for me, I remember when I would go to my library, um, I, I did like to check out books, but um, when the fancy VCR made its way into the Ooh. world, um, they were really expensive, and so people didn't own one. So you could actually, um, at my library, you could check one out. So you could check out the VCR and then check out VHS tapes. So our library, was very, it was a hopping place. And I do remember going to the library with my best friend. And um, this is funny because I'm not from the South. And we would check out um, Gone with the Wind. And it came on two. I was going to ask how many how many tapes was did that come in? Two VHS tapes, and we. I really didn't know anything about the South. Not that I thought the current South was like Gone with the Wind, but I we would watch it and just laugh because mm -hmm. we just it was so funny. But um, but what I'm trying to say is that it was so fantastic that we had that library to be able to, you know, to watch Gone with the Wind and not have to wait for it to come on at 7 p.m. next Friday night, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, anyway, yeah. VHS tapes were wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> My little library in Caledonia, New York, did not circulate VHS players, but oh. we did have a nice selection of VHS tapes for a very small town in upstate yeah. New York. So, cool. Cool. Um, we digressed a little bit, but I think we're still on topic. So 
the big debate amongst a lot of readers is do you read the book first before you see the movie or can you watch the movie or TV show, et cetera, and then still enjoy reading the book. I think that's a big debate amongst Definitely. And I think from what I hear from my friends and family, they will not read the book after they've seen the movie. That's so strange. I know, to me too. Um, But they feel like it will, like it's ruined. Like, well, I've seen Mm -hmm. the movie. There's no point reading the book. And I'm like, yes, there is. Yeah. The book can be totally different. Well, Um, I think what people miss is that the structure of how a novel's written or how a book is written is very different than how somebody shoots or makes a movie. The mm -hmm. narrative arc is very different. Mm -hmm. You get to spend a lot more time living with a character in a in a novel than you do maybe in an hour and 30 minutes at the movie theater or even with um some of the long-term series even those books still have so much more content in them than what's portrayed in the series game of thrones for example um there's probably i have not read the the series just to be open and honest i did start it but i didn't like it (laughs) was it because there was too much content in the book yes okay it was too (laughs) it was too content heavy and i found it boring too dense yeah And, and that's a good comparison because I have read the Outlander series of books, and I enjoy the movie or the television series on Stars as well. I love the television series. I do not love the books, but well, again, now, that's because they're I so just, content. Yeah, dense. they are, and so I felt like, of course, I started the first book. I know there's like what fifteen or something. <laughs> I think and, there's eight, and they all have like two thousand pages in them at least. Twelve hundred, but okay. not be an exaggeration. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so after I think I had watched, I think two seasons. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I've. I had always heard great things about about that series prior to there ever being a television series, um, but it seems like the people that loved them they they love they love the fact that they were long and luscious and you know mm-hmm. um, that's really not my style. I don't really like you know in depth like that. So or dense. Mm-hmm. I like your word dense. <laughs> um, so I started the first one. Um, I listened to it on, um, on an audio. Yeah. I, I didn't read the print version. Um, still reading. Still, still, that is reading. Um, but I just didn't, I just could not get into it. So, yeah. so I gave up on it. I read the first two books and then I started watching um, the series on stars. And I can watch the series and have it be separate from the book. Do you um, like view them differently? Do you like do you like a you know when when you're reading you do you think of it as a different story? With the first season of the series, it mirrored the first book pretty well. That's what I've heard. And yeah. then after that, it kind of digresses. The uh-huh. series does. But I did have a moment that I know a lot of people that do the book to movie have this experience where how I saw the main character, oh, it's not. he did not look how he looks was in it, the television was series. Was it hard for you to get past that? Well, I mean, I was able to get past it, but I was a little disappointed. 
I was expecting a different Can looking gentleman. Can you tell gentleman. me which which character we're, we're talking so Jamie, about? Jamie. Okay. Right, right, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. His um, redheaded Jamie. Well, he's not redheaded in the is series. Is he not? Not redheaded enough for me. Well, you don't think so? Oh, is no. he more like a flaming red? In or? my mind, when I read the first book, I was expecting like a six foot four oh. Viking kind of redheaded guy. Okay. No, think, the actor is not that. No, he is not that. He is still an attractive looking gentleman, but I don't think he compared to what the character was written in the novel. Now, uh, Claire, the character uh-huh. that plays opposite mm-hmm. him, I felt was very comparable. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't bug me that much. I just wanted him taller. You just wanted him taller. Well, I always Well, think maybe that they just hired the best actor. Probably. Uh, and not. And, and he does just, a great job in he it. He does. Mm-hmm. He does do a good job. I do like him. <laughs> I do like him. <laughs> but, I, but the series does divert from the novel quite a bit. There are characters in the television series that are still alive that happen to die. Spoiler alert, they die in the books. Um, But it doesn't bother me because the story is different, so I can enjoy both in different ways. Is it on season four or is it just season three? I believe it's season four is going to be coming out. I'll have to check my Amazon Prime account. I'm excited about that. This is not a plug for Amazon Prime. (laughs) Or stars, Mm -hmm. for that matter. Right. Um, So let me just ask you this, Lacey. Um, If you go to a movie and you see that um, it was based on a book and you really like the movie, are you very likely to read the book then afterwards? Sometimes I do that, and... I'm trying to think of a recent example of where that happened, where I saw the film and then I went out and bought the book. Actually, I can talk about it with um, a, another miniseries that was on TNT called The Alienist. So I mm. knew that that mm-hmm. was going to be coming out, um, and I wanted to read the book. Um, I had remembered seeing the book a long time ago when it was first published, um, and so I did go and read the book before I watched the miniseries. And again, um, that was another experience where I really did enjoy the book mm-hmm. more than I enjoyed the, the miniseries. Um, so only because I think I got enveloped more into the world that the book was set in mm-hmm. that time period in New York City. Um, not to say that the miniseries didn't kind of put you in it. It was just a more rich experience mm-hmm. reading the novel. Um, have you ever been tricked? And this happened to me. This was a long time ago with a Sharon Stone movie called Sliver. Do you remember Sliver? I do okay. remember Sliver. All right, let me tell you about the very young Billy Baldwin. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hot movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. So I go to the movie. I see this. It's you know I liked it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna read the book. And nowhere in the movie does it say it's based on a book. But for some reason, I just thought it was. And then I remember going to a bookstore, or maybe it was a Target. I don't know. And there it was. There was the book Sliver, and it had like a like cover of the actors. On oh, okay. It. okay. So like a, the movie promo so, cover. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So which I typically don't. I do yeah, not, I don't I like, do not like when they mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. So I got it, and I read it, and it's just verbatim, which is exactly well because it's the book based on the movie. 
Oh, I have, I I have never been tricked in so that way. <laughs> tricked. So basically, it was the same exact. It was like the screenplay oh. put into a novel format. And That's a bummer. Like, and it wasn't good. It wasn't no. like Mm-mm. because it, it was one of those. Um, it's one of those movies or books. It, it's very visual. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, I just remember being tricked and was like, I will never be tricked again. <laughs> I have not been tricked in that way, but I can empathize with being very upset if that if that were me and I wasted my money buying a book for a well, film that was verbatim. It was just that I was so excited because I thought there was going to be more to the story. More and not content, like, right. No, it's the same story because mm-hmm. it's based on the movie. Yeah. So that was, that was just something um, that made me sad. Well, something, this is sort of a first cousin to what you're talking about. I really enjoy a film that was made in the mid-90s called Kiss the Girls, and it's based on a Mm, book by James Patterson. That's a great movie. Prolific writer. Ashley Judd. (laughs) Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman. Um, Trying to think who else is in there. Carrie Hughes. I'm probably not Um, saying is right. mm -hmm. The guy from The Princess Bride. Yes, yeah. I think it's Hughes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love that movie, and I've seen it, I can't even, at least a dozen times. Um, but I was uh, at a library, and many of your local public libraries are supported in part by their Friends of the Library group, so I bought a used copy of Kiss the Girls by James Patterson. It was on sale for 50 cents, and it was a paperback, and I was no. like, you know what? I love the film so much. Mm-hmm. Let me see what the book is about. And the book is part of the Alex Cross series. And there is a book that was before that, but I didn't need to read that mm-hmm. in order it's a, to... It's like a standalone. It, it is. You can read Kiss the Girls, the novel by James Patterson, as a standalone. And while I knew what was going to happen in the novel, because I'd seen the film so many times, there were a lot of things that probably just couldn't be put into the film mm-hmm. um, that were in the novel that really kind of made it... a. a more engaging world to be in like um so that was really interesting was going back and reading a book that was published god it's old. over 20 25 yeah, years ago um it's still really but it stands it. the test of time it does it stands the test of time it fits into the current craze of true crime serial killer podcasts yeah. and novels and series so I you want to go back and read an oldie but a goodie I do recommend <laughs> oldie but a goodie. reading Kiss the Girls it's a fast read um, and you can do both you can either watch the film first or read the novel first it's I don't really, I don't think you could go wrong have you read others in that series of that Alex Cross I series? have not, but I'm compelled to. I did see the the movie that followed up, Kiss the Girls, uh-huh. Along Came a Spider. Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman again, I believe. And Monica Potter, I think. Oh, Monica Potter. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I remember. They changed Alex Cross at some point, and they, <gasps> they put in did. the guy from Party of Five. Do you remember that? They I did. don't remember okay. that change. This was like... But um, didn't Tyler... Harry do an this Alex was after this okay. yes yes he did okay. but 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 prior to Tyler Perry <laughs> the and I can't I don't know the guy's name but he Matthew was, Fox Matthew Fox yeah I can't believe he, I know that. he was on Lost but he did um, an Alex Cross movie and now that I'm thinking about it he didn't play Alex Cross he was just in it he was just in it yeah that's but, okay. I really liked it. <laughs> it was really good, and I think Tyler Perry was was Alex Cross. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, yeah. But 
Uh, Matthew Fox was super good. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly's just living back those party of five days, and that's okay. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Um, well, have you ever um, read a book and seen a movie or vice versa and thought that the movie was better than the book? I have. Uh Brett Easton Ellis is a favorite author of mine. I've read several pieces by him, and several of his books have been made into movies. Um, Less Than Zero, Rules of Attraction, American Psycho. Um, But I, the book Rules of Attraction, I love the movie that was made in the early 2000s with Does James Vanderbeek. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say that Dawson's Creek guy. Yep, he, it was kind of the first big movie he did after Dawson's Creek, and it is a big uh, switch out to left field from his character. Yes, he is uh, way different. He plays the, um, the, bro- the younger brother of the character from uh, American Psycho, if that gives you any kind of indication about the Is current. that who he is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Spoiler. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But I love the film so much that I went and read the novel. And I really, I just didn't enjoy the novel as much as I enjoyed the movie. But I think that's because the film has a really unique cinematic uh, vision Mm -hmm. for how they portray uh, the stories that are in the novel that I don't think you could translate what was put on film into the mm-hmm. into the novel, but I just enjoyed the film so much. For me, it was Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. <gasps> I Do you love oh! that movie? Um, it's one of my favorite Clint Eastwood directed movies. Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey's in it. Spacey's in it. A very young Jude Law. Uh, Jude Law is in he it. He plays the guy. The boyfriend? Oh, I did not. I guess I have to go back and watch lo- the movie. It's an mm-hmm. old, very young Jude old Law. movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I so I saw the movie first, <clears throat> and it's a great movie. And I believe it's like a true crime story. I mean, it may be okay. And it's in Charleston. No, it's no? in Savannah. Okay. There well, you the go. No, the novel. I have not read the no. novel, but the film is set in Savannah. No, it probably is. Mm-hmm. I I get those confused. They're they're essentially the same to me. But I'm not I'm not from there. Um, so then I read the book, and I can't remember the author. But it's um, it's a nonfiction book. So okay. yeah, it must be true crime. Um, and it just didn't. It was like. It just fell flat. Mm-hmm. Like even though, and and, pro- and probably because I saw the movie and I saw that you know the town, how beautiful it is, yeah. and the richness of the characters, the book was just, bleh. yeah, like it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that was fine, but the movie is great. Yes, yes, yes. movie is great. John Cusack, like I said, yeah. Clint Eastwood directed. It's one of uh, my sleeper favorite Clint Eastwood movies. So yeah, so definitely that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well. with that one, you would definitely recommend seeing the film over oh. reading the book. Oh yeah, I would say don't even bother with the book. <laughs> I, know, I know that's awful. That's awful to say, but that's that's how I feel. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about in. Uh, particularly because I have a problem with this, and I like to see if other people do too. (laughs) But uh, when I'm at the movie theater, Mm -hmm. and I'm with other people, uh, and the trailers come up, they're my favorite part of going to the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I have to see the trailers. Um, I get real excited when I see trailers of 
of um, books that I've either read or just know about. And I always like whispered to the person next to me, that was a book. And um, I think not everyone appreciates being told that all the time. Because I, I would agree with you, which is probably why when I go to the movies, I tend to go by myself. So if I have to have those I conversations. I also tend to go yes. by myself. <laughs> so I can have those conversations yes, to myself yes. and not annoy the person that I'm um, with at the movies. But yes, there's that. And then if I'm watching a television series or a film and it is based on a book, but oh. it diverges oh. greatly. Do you I, feel the need to say, well, that's not what she did in the book? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Me too. Mm-hmm. I have. And I try to not do it because I know I do it so much. And right. it just, it, um, it's very difficult to not say anything when you know it should be a different way. Yes. But to those people listening out there that aren't librarians, please have sympathy and understanding for your librarian friends that feel the need to tell you how a book is different than the film or the television show that you're watching. Just be kind to us. (laughs) Um, So is there a book that you have read that has not been made into a film that you think it really should? Yes. Uh, and this is probably also something that librarians or people that, that do a lot of reading experiences, you'll read something and you'll be like, oh, this would be a great TV series or a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, a book that I read, oh gosh, over 10 years ago by Joyce Carol Oates. It's a novella. It's called Beasts. Um, I definitely would love to see. I love see. that title. I know. Yes. I know. It's great. Uh, I would love to see that made into a movie. And I may or may not have sent a random email at one point in time to the publisher that manages Joyce Carol Oates to recommend that somebody make that into a movie. Did and you? I may have also <laughs> sent a message on Instagram to Reese Witherspoon to be like, you should make this into a movie. Well, she's the one that gets movies <laughs> made you know based on books yeah so if Reese Witherspoon is listening to this podcast I'm that weirdo that sent you a message about Joyce Carol I wonder if she gets a lot of that I because you know of her book club and she does she'll read a book and she'll love it and her production company specifically buys materials to be made into movies and series and things like that I wonder if she gets that and now I'm wondering if I should tell her about (laughs) um I read a book a few years ago called Heading Out to Wonderful Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. by Robert Gulrick. It's not a very popular, well-known book, but it's a great book. Yeah. So it's set in like the like 1948. Oh. And there's this guy, and he comes to this town. Uh, I think it's in Virginia, maybe. And he just shows up. It's a, it's a real small town, so everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And he um, has a suitcase. And in the suitcase, all he has are his butchery knives, because he's a butcher. Right. And a bunch of money. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. And so throughout the book, he becomes this really well-known butcher. People will only buy meat where he butchers the meat. Uh Um, But, and I don't think this is a spoiler, you never find out about the money. You know, but all these other awesome things happen. Okay. And it also has a um, tragic ending. 
uh, which I think would play really well on screen mm-hmm. because it's so it's kind of lighthearted and happy through most of it. Yeah. And then the second half gets really dark fast. So you could kind of see it as maybe like a dark comedy kind of movie. Maybe not so much a dark comedy, but maybe like a, like a like a little charming movie. Okay. You know, with oh the little townspeople, but something's kind of off. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it is. But um, everybody's happy and they love this guy and then weird things happen. Um, Now, do you have an actor, like, in your mind that you see playing that character or, like, think about that? Well, now that we've talked about Matthew Fox, (laughs) I'm thinking... He could do a good job. Shelly is going I to like- revitalize the career of Matthew Fox. <laughs> yeah, sadly we don't we don't see him enough. But um, I don't know. I think he I think he would do because they don't really describe him too much, like physically. Yeah, physically. So I think that um, they could cast a lot of people in it. But I kind of like Matthew Fox in it. Uh huh. Um, Ryan Phillippe, maybe. Ooh. I like him, yes. and I think he and he and he's gotten older now, so yeah. I think he would do well at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, there you go. So one of the uh, biggest films that have come out recently that was a book prior to uh, being made into a second, second chapter, second movie yeah. is uh, Stephen King's It. Yes. And I know you have some feelings have about strong, this, Shelley. I have strong feelings about Let's it. Let's get those feelings okay, out. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would like to say I read it, and I don't know, my, my parents just let me read whatever I wanted to read. Fabulous parents I let your know, kids read what they I want. Know. So I was like 14 when I read it. So That's not too um, young. Okay, so I have not read it as an adult, but um, I did like the miniseries that came out. Uh, I think it was in the 90s. Um, Either the late '80s or early '90s. I think you're yeah. right about it being the early '90s. Yeah. And again, a two two tape. Yes. Two oh tape, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Library or checkout. If you have DVDs, it's just one DVD. <laughs> which I do own it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have high expectations for it. Yeah. Um, when I saw the first movie, I loved it. I so thought, did I. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's great, you know, the character development is good. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the casting was good. Yeah. I just thought it was a good movie and, had, you know, had the scary factor. Yeah. And stuff. But um, recently I went and saw the second part, which I was so excited. I just couldn't wait yeah. to see it. Big hype. Big, big hype. And maybe that was the problem, the yeah. big hype. Um, and I hated it. Oh, no. I hated it so much. That I remember, because first of all, it's really long. Um, it's oh, it's like two and a half hours, I think. Okay. I might be exaggerating, but I know that it's, sounds it's well over two hours. Yeah. Um, but I was bored. Oh no! Because they did not. Well, first of all, they they diverge from the book quite a bit, which is fine. I don't really have a problem with that. The problem I had with it is just that it was too much like those gotcha scary moments. Okay. You know, like popping out or Pennywise getting, you know, really big or Pennywise is a spider. And, and it was just stupid. But let, it, let but us I, remember that I, the second tape of the miniseries was worse than the first tape of the series. It and is And for true. the same reason. It is Spoiler, true. there's a spider in I like know. a sewer. And yeah. it was kind of like, where did that come from? It like, is true. 
the I guess the first part of the book is okay. just the best part. Yeah. However, um, in the movie, the second part, the second movie, mm-hmm. I did re- really like. There's just one scene, and I'm not giving anything away. Mm-hmm. There's just one scene where they're all um, coming back to town. Yeah. Um, as grown-ups, mm-hmm. and they decide to, and they have dinner together, and it is a wonderful scene. Like yeah. it's got, you know, it's got just the, the cast it's is got great. The, it's in the got new the one. feelings, mm-hmm. and um, but then things get weird and stupid, and I just don't like the way it was handled. I don't like the CGI. I think it's oh. real campy. Okay. Um. And it was, so I, but I did like that scene, and I did like, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie. Okay. Um, other than that, I was bored. I got up and went to the bathroom oh. just to do something. Oh, Just no. to not be in the theater. That's terrible. I know. I know. So I was really disappointed. Okay. Yeah. But you remember loving the novel front to back? Yes, I okay. did. I did. So with yeah. that one, maybe you would recommend either? Well, I think I'd recommend. There are people who are very visual people, and yeah. they like the scene, the scary clown, and things like that. What I found so scary about the book is the fact that you had to conjure it up in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that to be like the cool thing and the yeah. fact and the creepy horror element right but you know a lot of people like to actually visually see that and you know so mm-hmm. I don't know I would recommend either because I know a lot of people who love the movie yeah um I guess I just expected too much mm-hmm. so. that's fair and Stephen King does do a great cameo in oh, the second part okay and he's actually pretty good like he he he's not like a wooden character. Like yeah. he does a he does a good job at being a creepy person. Yeah. And so many of his works have been made into television series and mm-hmm. films. Is Almost there another book of his that's been made either into a series or um, a film that you've read that you enjoyed the book or the movie more than the other? I read Needful Things. Okay. Okay. I remember and when that film Needful came Things. out. Yeah, and it, I think it was also a miniseries. Okay. Okay. Um, and I liked them both equally. Okay. Yeah, I thought they. I thought the the TV series did justice to mm-hmm. the book. Um, I, I loved the book. I loved it. Um, again, that was something I read when I was like 14, 15. I was on a big Stephen King kick. I, I think everybody was yeah. around that he age. Yeah, he's super, super popular. But you know, mm-hmm. he's making a comeback now because he's on Instagram a lot. Right? And yeah. I think he's got a new series coming out that I know that uh, shock rocker Marilyn Manson is going to be in. Oh, I, I don't think know it's about The this. Stand. So they're redoing oh, The Stand. Oh, that should be interesting. And there are talks about... Um, him being in it. Because I so. really like The Stand. And that was um, a television miniseries. Yeah, I, I like the, the 80s, book. I think. I like the book. I like the miniseries. Mm-hmm. So... That's I'll another dense I'll one. Though that's that's real. That's a that's a long one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I could read long books when I was younger. Now I don't like long books. But um, and Stephen King also has a new just um, book coming out called the uh, Institute. I believe okay. the Institute is about these kids that are um, the cover is like these kids in a like in a box. So I I don't really hmm. know what what it's about. But I think it's coming out this fall. Okay. So. I'll probably read that one. Put it on your reading list, yes. folks. The Institute. Yes. Um, so anyway, love Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, We're going to talk about 
Fifty Shades of Grey. And I have no shame in telling everybody that's listening <laughs> that I have read every single book, even the books from Christian Grey's perspective. And I started... First of all, I'm amazed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm and just going to say it out there. For that. I think it's great. Well, you know... Uh, you should never be shamed by what you want to no, read, no. whether it's um, if maybe you're not a book person, you're a magazine person, mm-hmm. maybe you're not a physical book person, you're an audio book person. Mm-hmm. It's all about taking it's, taking what you love and just reading it mm-hmm. in whatever format mm-hmm. works And for you. I, I don't like people that shame others for what they read. Right. You right. know, let's say people like romance. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it may not be my jam, yeah. but if you're reading it and you love it, I'm happy for you. I always equate reading taste to macaroni and cheese. You've got boxed macaroni and cheese, which is great. You go to the cupboard, Mm -hmm. you throw it together. It's Mm -hmm. great. It tastes delicious. Uh But then you go to a restaurant and you've got five Italian cheeses with pork belly or lobster mac and Mm -hmm. cheese. So there are different levels of macaroni and cheese, just the same way there are different levels of... I like that. I've never thought about it like that. So... Okay, so Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. So you've read all the books mm-hmm. and the Christian Grey perspective. Yes, and I've seen all of the movies that have been out so okay. far. I'm going to say I did not know there were other books other than the <laughs> I only knew about the first three. Yes. So how many of these perspective books are there of Christian Grey? I think there's just one, okay. maybe? I don't know. There might be two. Know. I've read the one. I've read okay. the other one that is outside the three-book um, series. And you've seen all... Are there three movies? There's three movies, okay. and yes. You've, and you've seen those? I have. Okay. I will say I have read the first book, mm-hmm. and I have seen the first movie. Okay. And that's as far as I got. However, I enjoyed... I enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to the audio version of okay. it. And uh, I remember, you know, you, I, I guess you have to think about, you know, for what it is. You know, you have to, you have to look at it like that. Okay. It's not highbrow. No. So, and if you go no. into it thinking that, you know, you're, you're dumb. You right. obviously have paid attention. Right. Um, but Let's just say I don't think these books will go down in history as literary classics. No, probably not. Uh, But I enjoyed them nonetheless. And I know someone. uh, This person does not work here. uh, (laughs) um, No, I mean, really, I want to make that qualifier. And um, she was not a reader. She never read at all. But she read these books. And they and that and is a that great thing. Makes I mean it made me so happy. Mm-hmm. Even though I was not a fan of them. And, no. You know, I read the first one and stopped. I was always just to see her talk about the books, I was like, Well, that's why these books were written. You know, the, to, to bring in people who may not normally read. Or haven't or maybe stopped reading or after stopped their reading. required yeah. reading, which I know yes. is a big thing. And it was a big thing with me too when I was in it grade kills, school and it high kills school. The love of reading. It does. Mm-hmm. Required reading tends, tends oh, we'll to say. kill the we'll, love of reading we'll for a lot here. of of people. Yeah. And if Fifty Shades of Grey can bring somebody back to the print printed word. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Like it makes me happy. Like read what you love. I know. And that's another thing. Read what you love. Don't spend time reading something or even watching something that you don't enjoy cuz there is so much content out there that there's too much out there mm-hmm. to choose from. Yeah. You're wasting your time on stuff you don't enjoy. Yeah. Um 
going back to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. What did you think of the movies? Like, um, you know, based on the on the books, did you think they did a good job? What about like the casting? The casting, the casting was okay because the casting could has have gotten a lot of flack. It has. Yeah. I could have. Christian Grey did not really look the way that he does in the movie. The actor but that he's plays very him attractive. is very attractive. Very attractive. Yes. Um, what about um, Anastasia? Anastasia, as Colin Connor, Anastasia. Annalise. Uh, I don't think in any world Dakota Johnson would be considered mousy or um, no, even, or, or basic looking. Even when you give her brown hair and bangs. Yeah. Sorry. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. I've got brown hair and sometimes yeah. I had bangs. Like, does that make me mousy yeah. and like invisible like yeah. to the world? But um, she's still very attractive. She's yeah. good in the movie, um, but I did not. That's not how I envisioned the character when I was reading the the novel. Well, when I saw the movie, I will just say this. I enjoyed the movie. Uh I did. I mean, is it... The first movie, yeah. The first one, Mm yeah. Uh, Is it kind of weird and bizarre? Well, yeah, it is. But that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So you have to take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. The director for the first movie was a woman. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that lends to kind of how it was shot a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So... Does it change I enjoy, a lot in the I other two? I enjoy the first movie more than I've enjoyed the other two okay. movies that I've seen. And it, it seems to me, and this is just my perspective, the other two movies didn't get as much promotion. Yeah. Do you feel that I would way? agree with that because I think there was... There was so, and, and this is only because I'm a film geek and I follow this kind of stuff, there was a lot of drama with getting... Uh, directors and things attached to the other movies because they didn't have the director for the first film Mm -hmm. do the other films Mm -hmm. and so there is a I think that's part of it yeah well anyway so we both have good things to say about Fifty Shades of Grey well I've really enjoyed our little chat here so have I And, and I hope that we've kind of allowed people to feel free to either watch the movie yes Yes. giving permission for them to either watch a movie before reading the book or vice versa i hope some of you will take the opportunity to read the book before going and seeing the film yeah and it's okay if you like it the second one (laughs) just because i did not right (laughs) all right well thanks for joining us today thanks bye everybody Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you'll join us for our next episode, and we encourage you to visit your public library often.